Hello. As you may know, future Ballon d'Or winner Neymar recently suffered a devastating foot injury and ankle injury that could keep him out for weeks. It's the worst injury any human being has suffered since Neymar had his spine viciously severed during the 2014 World Cup. Neymar could buy a bionic leg for 800 million euros, but he only has 756. We here at the Neymar Fund could raise the remaining money for him, but if we are going to get him back on the pitch as quickly as possible, then we must take more dramatic action. So we're putting out a call for donations of a different sort. Future Ballon d'Or winner Neymar needs you to donate your metatarsals and ankles in the hopes that a perfect match can be found so he can continue to actively resent his teammates in each and every match PSG play. Only you can help this modern little Lord Fauntleroy in his time of supreme need. Fauntleroy. So donate your metatars Fauntleroy. <laughs> Who is that? He was a character in a book. Google him. He looks like uh, like Neymar. He looks like Neymar. Wow. Yeah, to me. Only you can help this modern little Lord Fauntleroy in his time of supreme <laughs> need. So donate your metatarsals and ankle parts today. Simply drop them off in a sanitary container at your nearest Nike store, and if the clerk looks confused, just say, for Neymar. The Neymar Fund, catering to Neymar's every need. <laughs> Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Get in here. I am still a very jet-lagged Brooks Peck, uh, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howard Magazine with Howard.com. Heard of it. And I am here with one of my co-hosts, one of two. The best one. Mr. Theo Messi. Ryan Bailey is not with us this time because apparently we cannot all three of us be together at the same time anymore. Nope. Uh, it's, not allowed. It's become, Egos are too big. Exactly. It's just illegal now at this point. Uh, but Theo, how are you? What are you wearing? And most importantly, what the hell happened last week on the show? Mm. I was listening yeah, so to it in my hotel week. room in Spain, and uh, I thought I was listening to the PMEA fan club meeting or something. I'm only one song away. I'm only one song away. Um, it was. It was the first meeting of the PMEA fan club. Wow. Uh, we decided to record it, and instead of doing the podcast, we just did that. That was yeah. Insane. I don't know. I mean, this is what happens when the host goes to Spain on an all-expense trip. To La Liga. <laughs> yeah, I will. You know. I will never do that again. I've learned my lesson. No, now. the fans. The fans got like the, uh, you know, the unfiltered, the raw DT <laughs> from Ryan Bailey. That's Music what you want to call it. Yeah, Young Theo, and some of them couldn't handle it. And to those, <laughs> I ones, couldn't handle it. I say sorry, and we'll do better this week. If you listened last week and you somehow managed to keep a tally of how many times I said Pia Mia, please let me know because I'm estimating somewhere in the range of 8,000. It was That sounds about right. It was a lot. But Yeah, so I'm doing fantastic though. Ryan Bailey music is not here. The music has stopped for him uh, permanently. <laughs> it is now our podcast the way it should always have been. Uh, I'm wearing a Umbro Double Diamond uh Black and gold track jacket. Ooh. Uh, looking like looking like a bit of a mobster. Uh, it's a little bit Bob yeah. Bradley, actually, the black and oh. gold. Oh. You think this looks nice on me? <laughs> it does. Yeah. This is what I put on when I feel like I'm building the audio art from the ground <laughs> up with Brooks DT and Ryan Bailey music. Is that in honor of LAFC's first uh, inaugural match coming up this weekend? Sure. Yeah. Inaugural yeah. match versus uh, Seattle away, I believe. Bob Hashtag Bradley making history. Back. 
In his black Bob and gold tracksuit. Making, making history Bob. as he does. You could take the beast out of Bob, <laughs> but not the hype out of the Bradley family. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Well, it's well very Welcome fashionable. back to you, Brooks. Thank you. You had a nice trip in Spain. I did, yes. Yeah. How was that? It was incredible. What are you wearing? Uh, in honor of my trip, I am wearing the the new Spanish national team shirt, uh, the Look new the new red La Roja shirt. So uh, they just give you that when you hop off the plane. They in do. Spain. Yeah, it's like the lay in uh, in Hawaii. They give you the it's a good deal. The national team shirt. Yeah, it is actually a very good deal. But yeah, the trip was incredible. Went to Valencia, Villarreal, mm-hmm. uh, Barcelona, Girona. It was it was insane. It was beautiful. I loved it. Saw a match uh, at the Camp No, Camp New, Camp No. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Camp New, Camp New, New Camp. Yeah, yeah, either one. Uh, and yeah, it was great. So, but now I'm back. I'm very tired. Uh, but I'm gonna power through. I can, I can do this. That's a lot of clubs, man. It I was. You were a one club man. It was a whirlwind trip in uh, in four days. Pay to play. If you pay Brooks, he will play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're back, and it's time to get back into the uh, the fantasy league, the DT fantasy league. Sweet, sweet fantasy, Brooksy. So I was kind of in La Liga all the time last week, so I lost track of the DT fantasy league. But yep. uh, because of that, Ryan Bailey Music took advantage and finished mm. top of our foursome with the Well, he's big- not here, so... Whatever. Yeah, he had a big 96 points, 51st overall. I finished okay. 92nd overall with 80.25 points. El Bobo, 93rd overall. I just edged him out. He had 80 points even. And Theo Messi back on the map. Let's go. Back in there. You had zero points, but you're at least back on the board. Oh. Oh, yeah, because I'd, I'd completely fallen off the board. Yeah, you disappeared completely. For and a now I'm while. back. Now you're back. And you weren't Yo. even in last place. You had zero points, and yeah. you were 187 out of 204. So I don't know how that Amazing. works. But Amazing. If, if I was f- promoted, and I stayed up all in one week. <laughs> if you finish behind Theo's zero points, then you need to reevaluate your life. Yeah, <laughs> Something has gone terribly <laughs> wrong in your life. This is so confusing, though, because I still, no offense to Talga, I've yet to log in. <laughs> and so how... How did I disappear from the league and then reappear? And I, I had nothing. I didn't I don't do know. anything. This was some David Copperfield magic. I don't know what. You I don't know doing. who the commish of the Taga League is, but <laughs> he's looking out for your boy. Shouts to him. That, that Lacazette magic. I, I don't know how that works. Maybe it's Lacazette himself. Maybe he was like, "I'm out for now. Got to get my boy Theo <laughs> back in the fantasy league. Let's make a play." But uh, number one overall, uh, a couple of Arsenal fans. Look at them. Yeah. They deserve it, just based That's, on sadness in their exactly, life. Exactly, yeah. Actually, three of the top five all Arsenal fans. Mm. What does that tell you? Uh, that they they are so upset by their real-life football club that they are trying to drown their sorrows in the fantasy game, and uh, it's working, apparently. Smart. Yeah. Anything to get by. Yeah, so download the Taga app and uh, and join us. And now, especially if back. you're a really sad Arsenal fan. Exactly. Yeah, this is it's great therapy. This is for your y'all, escape. <laughs> yeah, this We're is your escape. <laughs> Just don't use Lacazette like Theo. Yeah, he's mine. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our dirty tackles of the week. 
Uh, Theo, who are you dirty tackling this week? Let's do it. I'm, re- I'm ready to fly in studs up. I will dirty tackle the partnership between Major League Soccer and Adidas, Ooh. the sporting goods company. It is the MLS new new season, start of the new season, season 23. Hashtag They're MLS back. is back. Hashtag MLS is back. Uh, what's the issue here? There's a big issue because MLS is back, but all of the clubs are looking the same, <laughs> more so than ever. Uh, SI.com. The boy Brian Strauss did a, did a big uh, critique of all the team's kits, both new and old, uh, in the league this year. Uh, there's a lot of new away kits. Literally all of them are white, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and there's been a lot of trending towards a monochromatic palette, uh, a lot of changing of the badge colors. Let me read you what he wrote, because I think he hit the nail on the head here for uh, for Planet Football. He said, you'll see an awful lot of white and black, a ton of monochrome, and what looks like a conscious effort from several clubs to scrub every bit of individuality from their brand. So load the ubiquitous, so fresh, so clean tweet, air quotes. And hope you can tell the clubs apart by the slogans printed inside the jersey collars. Single entity indeed. Wow! Shots fired! Damn! MLS flamethrower right in Donnie Garber's face. <laughs> He's right, though. He's right. All these kids look the same in a league that is so bland at its core that is single entity. All the clubs are owned by the same league. you got to let these clubs flourish. you got to let them have some individuality. Don't make all their away kids white. That's just stupid. i got to say, even though I'm right now wearing an Adidas shirt, which is uh, very nice, actually. This, this Spain shirt is very unique and... and uh, individual it's red well it's got the little design on down the side though it's yep little design down the side those those count for things they do it's better than all white uh but i do yes. agree all all these mls kids look the same and this is kind of adidas's mo they they find a a uh a palette and they just run into the ground they find it's a like, template look, i know you got to make a lot of kits you're adidas you know that's what you do but if you're going to sponsor the whole league, at least, you know, let an individual designer from that club or city, you know, put their little flair in it. Don't just chuck it in the, the whiteout machine and spit out the away kit every year. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, how hard is that to get some different designs? That's disappointing. And no more of this trying to spin it. Like, Atlanta has a white shirt. They're calling it, like, the King Meech's Peaches shirt or some shit. <laughs> Meech's Peaches. It's like, it's like yo, just because two chains... He's got a big peach. Don't mean, you know, this kid is cool. It's just a white T-shirt. So What are you saying? Chill with the PR mumbo jumbo as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Meech is you know peaches. What I'm I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. Atlanta United named their new white kit the King Peach Kit. Yeah. But it's really just a white shirt. So all I'm trying to say is, like, don't lie to my face. <laughs> don't Don't try and tell me that something is, like, exquisite when it's not it's a white shirt yeah and speaking of hype beast bob i mean even lafc their inaugural kits they've been priding themselves on being like la fashion epicenter yeah. and it's just black and white that's all their kits are black and white it's really it's a bad it's bad to say but it really looks like they got to this point in their build-up and we're like oh fuck we need jerseys <laughs> and it's it's really a crime too because they have this beautiful logo 
that was actually logo. designed by the same dude who designed the Dirty Tackle logo, our red card logo. Genius. Mr. That's Matthew facts. Wolf designed Genius himself. And mm. uh, they had besmirched this beautiful logo, logo that they have with just plain white and black shirts. Yeah, plain white on, and black shirts. Uh, you can't even press the play button on the front. There's you no can't. That pops up. You got the YouTube TV logo that just makes it, it even uglier. It's all fabric. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's awful. Unfortunate. Oh, MLS, get your act together. Get some. So that's my dirty tackle. Welcome back, MLS. There you go. Yeah. Get some individuality. I mean, come on. How hard is it? I don't know, Brooks. How hard is it? Do you Apparently think? Apparently, pretty hard. Apparently, pretty hard. All right, moving on to uh, to my Dirty Tackle of the Week. Uh, something else in the United States soccer culture sphere, I guess. Uh, big sphere. It, it, well, it's it's a sphere. I don't know how big it is. It's, but a, it's sphere. a sphere. Yeah, you're right. It's a sphere. Yeah. So, a- as I said, I was in Spain uh, last week, and while I was there, I got to meet uh, two amazing, amazing people, Jose Richard and his friend Cesar Daza from Colombia, Jose Richard is a blind and deaf man, uh, and his friend Cesar helps him see football matches or experience football matches. They design this system with a miniature wooden board uh, that represents the pitch, and Cesar guides Jose Richard's hands across the board to amazing translate the action that's happening in a match, in a real match. Uh, it's amazing to watch. I posted a video of it online on Twitter. And everyone around the world picked up on it, became a huge did thing. Did the numbers. It did the numbers. It became it went viral, as they say. Literally the it went viral. It, it's a it big word these days. I've and been it taking went penicillin viral. ever since. It's uh, I'm trying to clear <laughs> it up. I don't know if you can. I can't. It's, it's You're at like two point five million in a few days. Yeah, there's no it's cure. About as viral as we get. There's no cure. Uh but so I've been having all these media companies asking me for permission to use the video. And one such is uh, Copa 90, the actually the UK arm of Copa 90, because there's a US and a UK arm. And this was the UK arm that asked permission. In it. And being the generous soul that I am, I said, sure, you can use it. And yeah, so, share the story. Exactly. Like, sh- share the love. Yeah. All I ask is, you know, a little credit. Just say where you found it, where you got it from. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's not normal. a big ask. And no. so they say, of course, of course. And so they, they retweet it themselves uh, with their own nonsense on the video. They clutter it up with their own graphics and junk. And in the top corner, in like translucent font where it can't be seen, <laughs> they put the credit to my Twitter account. But they misspelled nice. my freaking Twitter handle. They spelled it <laughs> Brooks with an E. B-R-O-O-K-E-S-D-T. Oh Brookies. Yeah. So Brookies. if you do manage to see it, this translucent font, it's misspelled. Yeah, I mean, it, it's totally fine to put a translucent font Twitter handle on a video that you can't click anyways. Exactly. So, good, good, work, good work, Copa 90. Yeah, so Copa 90, uh, that's just dir- dirty. You're doing me dirty. I don't like it. Dog. This is dirty tackle, I really have a problem with but this. But they're doing I'm me dirty. In. I don't like it. I'm joining in because, number one, you're my boy. We've been we've been doing stuff on the soccer <laughs> internets for a while. And you, you, don't, you don't do this by accident. You fuck around and go viral once every trimester, I would say. <laughs> This is no fucking accident, and he did it again. There's there's marketing execs the world over trying to oh let's like do something viral let's like make a viral video. Nah, my guy 
takes a trip to La Liga, the whole of La Liga, <laughs> All of goes it. to one game, <laughs> pulls out his camera phone, boom, virality coming out the wazoo. <laughs> Copa 90, show some goddamn respect on his Twitter handle, spell it right, make it clickable. I mean, they knew what they Thank were you. doing, making it so invisible, and I think they, they might have misspelled it on purpose too, but uh, that, that was just cheap. Come on. We got beef with Copa 90 now. We do. Yeah, DT- Copa 90 UK. ET gang, but so that, that's that's my little uh, that's my little beef. But the headline here, the real headline here, quibbles aside, is that Cesar and and Jose Richard, they need we need to get them to the World Cup this summer. Yeah, their dream is to support Colombia at the World Cup. So whatever you can do, share the video. Just get their get their story out there and uh, get it out there. We need to get them to the World Cup. They are. We'll get them to the World Cup. Let's yeah. generate some noise. Find us on the internet. Uh, you know where to donate your dollars to us. We could probably find a place to donate dollars to them, and uh, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe Copa 90 can feel a little bit more generous yeah. this time around. Put your money where your translucent credits are. Yup, yup, <laughs> and get my boys to the World Cup. <laughs> All right, so that's my little rant. Uh, so even though Ryan Bailey Music is not here with us, he did record a Dirty Tackle of the Week uh, separately. <laughs> he was so bothered by one thing that happened recently that he had to get it out there. He was really fired up about it. So let's play that right now. Hello, Dirty Tackle esteemed listeners. Sorry I couldn't be with you on the pod this week. The boys wanted to record at the same time that This Is Us was on so obviously I had to make my choice there but I'm going to provide my dirty tackle of the week it's going to be Tottenham's Serge Aurier and you know exactly why last weekend Serge Aurier committed the heinous act of three foul throws in the same game now this isn't unusual because there's a lot of foul throws going on in the top flight it seems to be like when you're five or ten years old every foul throw gets called out but if you get to the professional stage no no you can do what you like you can just keep foul throwing but the linesman and referee were kind enough to call it out in this game Tottenham against Palace last weekend three foul throws he's a professional footballer he's 25 years old it means for around 20 years he's been learning how to do throw-ins and he couldn't fucking do it properly in this game. This one really, really, really wound me up. And I, I've got a solution for this one. See if the boys agree when they come back on here. I propose that any player who's caught doing a foul throw gets an immediate fine of £100,000 or euros or dollars or whatever taken out of their salary immediately. What do you think? That's it from me. Love you, bye! <laughs> Wow, so Ryan really does not like those foul throw-ins. Yeah, you'd think for a guy that can barely stand on his own two feet, he would be a little more understanding, <laughs> but apparently not. <laughs> what do you think about his uh, his proposal there, Theo? Do you think uh, the, the fine is in order if you can't get a throw-in right? Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a heavy, heavy, heavy fine. It is. <laughs> uh, I believe he said 100,000 pounds if you uh, are officially called on a foul throw. Um, I definitely would not want to play in that league for fear of slipping <laughs> or having a brain fart or something. But I do get his point. You know, it's it's the thing in in soccer slash football that uh, everyone should be able to do. It's very simple. I mean, I think if you do three foul throws in one match, like our buddy Serge over there at Spurs, 
uh, then I think a fine might be in order because that's excessive. That's a little extreme. Right. I don't know if you saw I mean, some people use the foul throw as a time wasting mechanism late in games as well. Yeah, but I don't even think uh, Serge's teammates were on board with his actions because I don't know if you saw the match, but at one point uh, after his hat trick of foul throws, uh, <laughs> Harry Kane collected the ball, went out, went out to touch, and Harry Kane picked it up and waited for a teammate to come over and uh, do the throw-in. But when he saw it was Serge coming over, he was like, <laughs> no, I'll just do it myself. So he just took it himself. <laughs> it was like and, his uh, only throw-in exactly, of the season yeah. so far. <laughs> He didn't want to risk. Howdy, it again. Katie's one of our own. He could throw the ball in <laughs> on his own. So I think I might be on board with Ryan here because uh, I see where he's coming it from. Shouldn't be that hard, and maybe that would be the incentive to to care a little bit more and get it right. Ryan is so crotchety. Like the he things really is. that, yeah. Like I, I could have watched that match and not even noticed. <laughs> no, I think you would have noticed and one he, man with three foul throw-ins in a single I match. Know. I watched the game in many altered states, but <laughs> he, I, I can imagine him just like on the edge of his couch waiting for the next foul throw, losing sleep over <laughs> it for the next three nights. I'm glad he got this this energy out and he was able to release this dirty tackle despite not being here. I think it's healthy for him. Godspeed. Yeah. By the way, as we record this, Ryan is at a Noel Gallagher concert in Atlanta, Georgia. So he is loving life right now. Maybe that is helping him clear his mind and uh, get over his his issues here. Yeah, it's his proper ecosystem. Ryan Bailey music at the live music. Yeah. doesn't get any more with, natural than that. With one of the Gallagher brothers. It's his, yes, he, he's a big Gallagher his fan. spirit well. animal, yeah. And we'll actually talk more about uh, Noel Gallagher in a bit, so uh, in extra time, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, uh, that'll do it for Dirty Tackles of the Week. Now a word for one of our most loyal sponsors on the podcast to date. Very loyal sponsor. Very, Been with very us loyal. pretty much since the jump. Since the beginning. Dan Dablinski back again for the Wenger Out Sign Company. Don't waste any more time with those flimsy Wenger Out signs made by our competitors. Get yourself a Wenger Out sign that will last through the ages, just like Wenger himself. It's clear that this Wenger person isn't going anywhere, so we're proud to introduce our Wenger Out Forever collection. Wenger Out signs made from pure titanium. They're lightweight and built to last, so you can call for Wenger Out today, tomorrow, and 30 years from now when those signs will definitely still be relevant. Order your Wenger Out Forever Collection sign now, and we'll even throw in a Wenger Out Infinitum sign, which is built to last a nuclear apocalypse free of charge. That's the Wenger Out Sign Company. Our business is recession-proof. Yeah, when you're dealing with things as as inelastic as Wenger out signs, you're you're starting to make a killing, <laughs> like the boy Dan Dublinsky. Uh, Dan Dublinsky's rolling in it. He's might be my favorite infomercial guy going in the modern era. <laughs> All right, so let's do some throw-ins. Uh, Theo, what is your not foul throw? Not foul throw-ins. These are legitimate, properly executed throw-ins. We do not want to feet on the ground. We do not want to be fined by Ryan Bailey. Uh, let's do this right. Theo. I don't have $100,000 to spare. No, we don't. Theo, start us off. All right, I'm going to do a, a throw-in, as Bob would say, <laughs> and Pete, the neighbors that be. Uh, Jackie Wilshire, yeah, coming out of the Carabao Cup. Uh, he was a bit butthurt, I think is the scientific term, uh, <laughs> with regards to the result. Obviously, Arsenal lost to Manchester City 3-0. 
uh, at Wemberley for the first trophy of the year. Uh, so, you know, I was on Twitter, I was on the internet, I'm seeing all these stories from the English papes, they're saying, uh, Jack Wilshere releases statement about the, uh, status of the refereeing in the Carabao Cup final, and Jack Wilshere makes, makes big statement, and I'm like, alright, like, well, let's see what this is about. <laughs> I click in, my guy didn't make a statement, he made an Instagram post, <laughs> uh, he posted a picture of him dribbling away from Fernandinho, and he wrote in the caption, hard to put into words my emotions about yesterday. City are a good team and deserve to win yesterday. A lot of people have had their say on us, and we have to accept criticism when we lose. That being said, I can't accept some of the decisions that went against us yesterday. The match was uh, the day prior to him writing the Instagram post. You can tell that because he said yesterday four times. (laughs) Then he goes, whatever you say about the first goal, it's a foul. The second goal is offside. There should have been a second yellow in the first half. Yes, this happens in football, but it's still hard to accept. And people will say we are looking for excuses, but these are facts. Uh, I think they're excuses. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they're selling excuses to me. <laughs> anyway, we need to respond starting on Thursday. Thanks to all the Gooners for your support. And trust me, we feel the same, but we need to stick together. Uh, red circle emoji. Um, yeah, so Jack, this is not a statement. Uh, <laughs> no. You didn't like talk about this with your PR team like Arsenal didn't put their official seal on this uh you misspelled a bunch of words and didn't capitalize any eyes so the fact that people are calling this an official statement against the refereeing I think is outrageous uh social media can be its own thing you can just let a butthurt gram off after you lose a cup final doesn't have to be a statement yeah uh this uh, that's excuses. That, that's definitely a whole bunch of excuses. <laughs> yeah, and in his statement, he <laughs> contradicted himself eighty times. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he basically said, "Ah, oh, like we we need to accept it when we lose. Like we were outplayed, but this was bullshit. but yeah, <laughs> but it was everybody else's fault. But, except but it's own. the referee's fault. Yeah. All right, Jack. Probably let this one off having a sig on the toilet, taking a crap after the match. <laughs> we'll see how Thursday goes. <laughs> oh, Jackie Wilshire. That's what a lad. I do he, love him. I really do. He's a lad. Did it shock anybody that that Arsenal lost this match besides Jack Wilshire? No. The answer is no. Man City are just better in every regard. And Yeah. Yeah, they deserve to win and that was the proper result and it did not deserve a uh Instagram excuse rant. No, but whatever you say about the first goal, it's a foul. <laughs> Jack will share in his official statement on the Carabao Cup final. <laughs> oh, Jack Wilshire. Okay. You got any Troans? Uh, I do. Actually, I have a uh, a very good one. Someone we talked about recently. I think the last time I was on the show a couple weeks ago, we talked about Freddie Adu uh, on trial with Las Vegas Lights, the new yeah. – the new official football club of the Dirty Tackle podcast. Yes, sir. And, uh, well, it turns out Freddie Adu is still making things happen in Vegas. He played played in a friendly for them, and he recorded the first assist in Las Vegas Lights history. Wow. Freddie Adu in the record books in Vegas. It's Can't all happening. Can't stop history in American soccer. It is literally. all happening. Mark it he down. He wakes up, and it's American soccer history. It really is. <laughs> And also, shouts my man. He's like, yo, this is your club. I'm only on trial because I only play on trial anywhere. Here's an assist for the first match. I'm going to help you help yourself have someone else score the first goal that will probably be here next week. Exactly. Here's your assist off and flying. Yeah. LV lights. 
Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, they've got the shirts with the uh, the emoji face on the inside. Uh, they could pull imagine up if and... he scores next week <laughs> on the last week of his trial, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, the guy who records the first assist in your club history, does he? Th- how does he not get a contract? He has to get a contract. I I mean, I don't know. If it was anybody besides Freddie, I would say yes. But <laughs> he's like the guy that prefers the free trial and then canceling the subscription right before all the news. <laughs> That's like his move. <laughs> That's the ado. They call Literally, that the ado. That is yeah. the ado. <laughs> He's been doing that for a minute now, all across the globe. But Vegas is such a perfect fit for him. I mean, he can host his. Is it? He can host his nightclub events out there. Uh, yeah, he can. He's not big enough, man. They're not putting him on the bill. Yeah, of a Vegas nightclub. Remember night? a couple of years ago, he got all butthurt because uh, <laughs> he was hosting a nightclub event. And all the reporters said he that he was like a DJ though? now, and like I don't know, in like uh, Toledo or something. No, yeah, exactly, in a place that doesn't have real nightclubs. <laughs> yeah, but he's it was like it, it, he was fourteen. He was doing the sixteen and under <laughs> nightclub night at the uh, Potomac Dinner Dance, yeah. and was, now he's trying to cut it in Vegas, like was, Celine Dion. It's gonna be tough. It was a uh, Campbell Soup Night at the Radnor Roller Rink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Freddie Do, he's in Vegas, he's getting assists, he's on trial. Uh he's playing for a manager that got ejected from this game and yeah, he's in got, the stands he's got to sit with the supporters. Chalice on the touchline and in the stands when he gets sent off smoking cigarettes and barking out orders from the stands. They say modern football has no romance. Oh, Las Vegas lights. This is this is intense. They've struck gold. They got some bright Just lights keep Freddie. out there. Yeah. Keep Freddie at all costs. Yeah. Trick him. Try to sign him to a second <laughs> trial, but have it be a real contract. <laughs> I dare you for the good of the game. Yeah, tell him it's a season-long trial. <laughs> yeah. You're just on trial for four years. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Don't get too with, antsy. With an option for a fifth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Las Vegas lights. We got, we got to go out there. We have to. We do. Especially if Freddie Las Vegas. on the team. Bring us out there. Yeah. We got gold. We're, we're the podcast for you. You're the club for us, and we're the podcast for you. Exactly. Never been more clear. Exactly. The fact that the mainstream sports media isn't picking up on Freddie Do in Vegas is a bit sad. It's a shame. It really is a shame. You can tell the U.S. isn't in the World Cup this year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They don't know where the stories are. No. Uh, slap a translucent credit on Freddie Do. <laughs> Yo. He's his own translucent credit on every <laughs> club that he's ever hit the training pitch with. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, another superstar of the football universe, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, some sad news. While, while senior or junior? Senior. Cristiano Not the senior. Eight-year-old six-pack wonder. No, the uh, the thirty-two-year-old six-pack wonder. Okay. Uh, Thirty-one or thirty-two, whatever he is. Uh, yep. So while Freddie Adu is living his dream every day in Vegas, Cristiano has announced that he has no dreams left. He's all out of dreams. Out of dreams. He recently had an interview with a Brazilian YouTube channel called Decim Pedidos. Decim Pedidos. Legit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cristiano is all about that Brazil YouTube action. <laughs> that one slipped under the uh, Real Madrid comms department <laughs> yeah. email. <laughs> so uh, Cristiano tells this YouTube channel, and, and I quote, I've won so many beautiful things 
that I don't have any more dreams left. <laughs> he says, of course, if you ask me if I want to win again, then I would like to win the World Cup, obviously. Duh. But if I had to finish my career now, I would be super proud and happy. I never thought my career would be so great. Aww. So Cristiano, he's done. He's, I mean, well, it sounds like if he wants to win the World Cup, that's still a dream. It sounds like a dream yeah. to me. Sounds like it's MLS time. Sounds like it's Las <laughs> yeah. Vegas Lights time, maybe. <laughs> oh, could you imagine Freddie and Cristiano on the same team? Oh, I can. I do every night. That would be spectacular. Freddie in his vacuum, vacuuming oh, up, uh, vacuuming the way for Cristiano to to slide <laughs> around. That would be that'd be brilliant. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, but so Cristiano, no more dreams left to dream except for the World Cup. He, I mean, he has as many Ballon d'Ors as uh, Messi now. They're both at five apiece, so they're even mm-hmm. there. Um, he had he won the Euros. Yep. Uh, he coached as a player Portugal. and a coach. Exactly, player coach, uh, ultimate dream there. Um, he's won every club title there is, except for obviously MLS Cup or yeah. Chinese Super League or whatever the hell Las Vegas Lights yeah. play in, whatever league they're yep. in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's he's done it all. He has a million I, kids. Yep. W- what else is there besides the World Cup? I like. I kind of hear what he's saying, even though there's no way he actually talked to this Brazilian YouTube channel. <laughs> Uh, I think, I mean, it's been in a few like footballer biographies and uh, interviews where, where the top players, when it comes to the World Cup, it's like almost something from another stratosphere. It's like you don't even set your mind to winning the World Cup because so much needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, there's elements of luck involved, and it's such a big title for any footballer. You only get one crack at it every four years that it almost doesn't factor into their career plans. So I can see what he's saying by saying that he's won everything, he's out of dreams, the World Cup would be, you know, a cherry on top, but he, he doesn't really think of it in his, you know, pantheon of things to go for. Um, sure. Also because Portugal will never win the World Cup. <laughs> hey, they won the Euros. Anything can happen. You never True. know. I take that back. I don't mean never. I just mean not this time. Uh, you never know. You never know. You never know. know. You never know. But, because. Cristiano, I hear you. Uh, maybe he's saying that he just can't dream anymore, though, like when he goes to bed. <laughs> yeah, some kind of, like... Neurological disorder that's yeah. preventing and him to from that, dreaming. I would say start a dream journal. When you wake up in the morning, <laughs> jot down what you remember from your dreams from the night before. And before you know it, you'll be lucid dreaming, flying your six pack <laughs> and Cristiano Jr. six pack all over the Madrid skyline. It'll be fucking beautiful. All over the Vegas skyline, you mean? Or the Vegas skyline, wherever you want to yeah. fly. <laughs> you get the idea. Well, you heard it here first. Freddie Adu, Cristiano Ronaldo, and maybe even Jack Wilshire, all in Vegas, living There's life. There's no way Jack will end up in Vegas eventually. <laughs> he definitely you will. You heard it here first. He definitely will, yeah. Yeah, out of the three of them, even with Freddie already on a trial, I think Jack Wilshire is the most the first one to sign a contract with Las Vegas Lights. Yes. Yeah. Jack Wilshire is more Vegas than Celine Dion being eaten by one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. <laughs> that that is true. Oh, he would live it up there. He'd be in jail every night. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, on that note, I think that'll do it for regular time. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, in extra it's time, been regular. It has been that. Regular In extra time, we will talk about uh, Paul Pogba perhaps leaving Man United. Maybe he'll go to Vegas, too. You never know. Might as well. Uh, Jose Mourinho not liking him very much right now. 
He's mm-hmm. uh, kind of disowned him and is berating him at every turn. Trouble in paradise. We'll talk about the aforementioned Noel Gallagher, uh, Ryan Bailey's favorite. Noel Gallagher and John Stones put together a truly bizarre FIFA soundtrack. We'll discuss that and Interesting. all its oddities. And Yana Carrasco going to China. Very young superstar for uh, Atletico Madrid. He was Who? the star of the uh, Champions League final a couple of years ago, and now he's going to China. Madness. Which, which Champions League? Absolute madness. The Champions League. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, I'm just saying. He's not a star. I've well, barely heard of him. But sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. He's something. He's something. He's something. He's definitely something, and now he's in China. Exactly. So all that and maybe more in extra time. Thank you so much to producers Bobo Martino and Andrew Pissarro, our dynamic duo producing. You are both the greatest. We love you both. Uh, On social media, you can find us at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. No E's. about Vero? There are no E's. No E's. Not on Vero yet. Not on Vero. No E's. No E's. No Vero, no E's. BrooksDT. Don't do it in translucent font. No. Hit him up. <laughs> Theo, what is your uh, Twitter account? My Twitter account is at Piamia Music. <laughs> no. No. No more Piamia. Uh, listeners, I promise you uh, in the future we will have an episode free of Piamia references. I, I guarantee it. My Twitter handle is at Theo Messi DT. My new bio is. President of celebrated American singer-songwriter PMEA fan club. <laughs> oh, one day we will have a PMEA-free episode. It's my dream. Who even wants that? I, I had no dreams left like Cristiano before, too, but now this is my <laughs> this is my one dream now. There you go. While I dream that dream, we will either see you next time or an extra time. Thank you so much. Adios. Luego. Hasta luego. Lot of whistle.